Campaign Skyjacks, Arc 1, Death to Civility. The Uhuru is one of the most notorious Corsair or Sky Pirate vessels in the world of Sphere. Led by the legendary captain Oromar Vale, the Uhuru has sailed through countless adventures which are the subject of stories all across the world. However, for the past six months, the Corsairs of the Uhuru have fallen on hard times, taking no prizes, in bad disrepair, with dwindling supplies. The crew is growing restless. Only the captain's counsel, the fierce and imposing quartermaster Gable, smooth-talking gambler Travis Matago, the anxious, studious ship doctor Dref Wormwood, and 15-year-old cabin hand Jonnet Kessler know the true source of the ship's ills. The captain is dead. He was killed during a mutiny by the former captain's council on a secretive treasure-hunting expedition to a mysterious island six months ago. Although they fought to defend the captain during the mutiny, for the past six months their group has used the forbidden practice of necromancy to conceal their captain's fate, hoping to avoid misdirected reprisal from the rest of Captain Vale's still-loyal crew. Though their ruse went undiscovered, their need for work and supplies forced them to land at the free port of Wolfstooth, where Captain Vale had a romantic history with the portmaster, Sonia. Although it was risky, Dref, the arcane doctor who practices necromancy, believed he had enough necromantic control of the captain's body to meet with Sonia and negotiate supplies and repairs for the Uhuru without being detected. During the tense meeting, Sonia informed the council that the Red Feather Syndicate, a massive corporation which controls many of the settlements across Spear, is blockading the area using the civility. An enormous and well-armed cargo vessel, captained by the notoriously cruel Franz Fishhook Ferdinand. A captain rumored to slay entire Corsair crews, while leaving their captains alive and taking their tongues as trophies. Fishhook was also rumored to possess a mariner's mark. A terrible curse sent from the sea that turns victims violent and grants them strange fell powers eventually dragging them into a fleet of supernatural seafaring raiders called Drowned Sailors, who terrorize the people of the lands in the name of the Mariner. Despite the danger, Sonia believes the presence of the civility marks a tremendous opportunity for both Wolf's Tooth and the Uhuru. People have spotted ships from the Church of the Slain God meeting with the civility, which is used as a mobile fortress. There could be extremely valuable cargo in its hull. If the Uhuru pirates are willing to attack the civility, capture its cargo, and split the prize with Wolf's Tooth, her port will repair and resupply the Uhuru for free. Gable convinced the most influential members of the crew to vote in favor of this plan. Spit, Nodos, Wendell Barge, and the ship's cook, Hornet the Wasp Beeman. Draff accompanied Travis to the room at their inn, where we learned that Travis is a changeling, a person cursed to painfully transform into an animal every sunset. Meanwhile, Jonnet enters a drunken darts contest to attempt to win a round of drinks to ply and sway the crew for the votes that they need. Jonnet managed to win this contest by opening a magical third eye, which he conceals under his headband. Opening his eye lets him see the lines and paths of the universe, which lets him see the future and understand fundamental things about his world. Eventually, the Uhuru crew agrees to attack the civility. Gable, Travis, Dref, and Jonnet agree that the cannons on the civility are too dangerous to face head-on, and that the best way to engage with the ship is to send a small strike team to disable the cannons and steal the most valuable parts of their cargo. Under the cover of night, Jonnet and Travis use one of Gable's griffins, 
giant birds large enough for a person to ride, in order to sneak aboard the civility and spike their cannons to prevent them from being used in battle. They discover the civility is transporting a massive haul of feather weave, the extremely rare and valuable substance that allows skyships to fly. It is the most valuable prize either of them have ever heard of. Meanwhile, Dref takes the captain to the rear of the civility to disable the ship's rudder and prevent them from giving chase. At dawn, Gable leads Wendell and Nodos to attack the main deck, distracting their enemies from their real plans. Jonnet, Travis, and Dreth manage to complete their missions and set fire to decks below, in order to prevent Gable's team from being overwhelmed. However, the dark magics of Fishhook's Mariner's Mark, backed by the few soldiers in the deck of the civility, manage to knock Wendell off the ship and nearly take out Nodos and Gable. Gable was forced to draw the massive greatsword they keep on their back and unleash its hidden magics. The blade became enveloped in gold and silver flames, revealing that Gable is in fact a fallen angel. Using their angelic powers, Gable was able to rescue Nodos and leave the civility before it dropped from the sky, ultimately to be swallowed by the hateful sea. The crew of the Uhuru and another of Gable's griffins managed to rescue Wendell from falling. Gable and Wendell were taken to Dref for treatment. There, Dref found Wendell's arm was injured beyond the scope of traditional medical treatment. He decided to use an experimental necromantic treatment, hoping for a better result. It didn't go as expected, but Wendell reclaimed full use of his arm and felt none of the pain of his burns, which ultimately left him happy. More importantly, he had no idea that necromancy was used to heal him. In treating Gable, Dref discovered that they are an angel. He asked them questions about their life, but Gable revealed that they don't remember much before falling to Sphere. Meanwhile, Travis and Jonnet discovered that in addition to the feather weave they recovered, they also claimed a changeling's skull and an old book belonging to a high-ranking member of the Church of the Slain God. And finally, a box containing an angel feather. Jonnet was excited about the find, explaining that an angel feather gave him a vision of the future when he was younger. Travis touched the feather they recovered, only to be met with disturbing visions, which left him with a feeling of being watched. Jonnet and Travis join Dref and Gable, where Gable reveals their identity as a fallen to the whole group. Jonnet, in turn, reveals his third eye and the angel feather that he touched when he was younger, which not only gave him a vision, but the third eye on his forehead, along with many fantastic powers that he can't control. Gable touches the new angel feather and accidentally absorbs it, restoring their memory of being cast down from heaven. The group swears to keep each other's secrets and rests from their harrowing mission. Upon returning to Wolf's Tooth, the Uhuru is met with a hero's welcome. Travis renegotiates their agreement with the port in light of the fact that their prize is far more valuable than anyone could have predicted, and that even a minority share is a tremendous windfall. He challenges Sonya to gamble over the lion's share of the prize through a game of Illimat, the most popular card game on Sphere. Travis manages to claim victory for the Uhuru, but during the game, the body of Captain Oromar moved without Dref to direct him, unnerving everyone on the captain's council. Thrilled with Travis's victory, the crew of the Uhuru conspires to vote him in as the new quartermaster and move Gable over to the position of helmsperson. The Uhuru leaves Wolfstooth, having made the community safer and given both the Uhuru and Wolfstooth the wealth they need to perhaps turn their fortunes around. 
Their ship is repaired, but only given essential supplies to reach their next port. The adventures of the Uhuru Pirates now continue in the second arc of Campaign Skyjacks, Shank Hill. Remember, there are no kings. Take flight.